Via Hemp, let's talk about it. Via Hemp offers THC and non-TH craft cannabis experiences. Now, I love a non-THC option when it comes to your overall wellness. I'm talking sleep aid, maybe anxiety if you have that. Well, that's where Via comes into play. And did you know even a non-THC option if you're doing fertility or IVF can be helpful? Look into that. Well, Via is incredible. You got to be 21 plus. You can get 15% off with my exclusive code TSFS when you go to viahemp, V-I-I-A, hemp.com. They have all kinds of lifestyle products. And like I said, the best part is with the THC or without, so you don't have the buzzy buzzy. Don't you love my cannabis lingo? I mean, the buzzy buzzy. Anyway, I'm unique. What can I say? Look, order now. You're going to love Via Hemp. Use the code TSFS to receive 15% off and a one-time free sample of their award-winning gummies, 21 plus. That's viahemp.com and use the code TSFS at checkout. Support the show. Tell them I sent you and enhance your everyday life with Via Hemp. Summer is almost here. Don't you want to go to the beach with thicker, gorgeous, beautiful locks and everyone goes, hey, I love your hair. And you go, Nutrafol, baby. You know, something along that lines. Well, take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering my listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and you enter the promo code TSFS. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. I recommend it. I've been taking Nutrafol for years. It's how I got my hair back thicker and not falling out in chunks after I had KJ. Now it's your turn. Nutrafol has been on with me for years, and that's because you all continue to buy, and it really works. I love it. Now it's your turn to love it too. Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com with the promo code T-S-F-S. That's Nutrafol.com with the promo code T-S-F-S. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Oh my God, Drake sliding in the DMs of another 90 Day Fiance star. Why the hell isn't Blue Ivy back at school? And welcome to Plathville Season 5 debut. Um, you know, one of these things has nothing to do with TLC talk, but welcome to the Sarah Fraser Show. Uh, Wednesdays is all TLC talk. I am so sorry for the delay. Most of you are used to getting an episode at 1 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. A lot of you, you know, 5 a.m. so you can get ahead and drive to work with a little TSFS. But today, because we are waiting for the Welcome to Plathville Season 5 debut... Which, by the way, I will say it, this reality show, short of Vanderpump Rules, it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard to top Vanderpump Rules and Scandival. But I do think by mid-season, welcome to Plathville, we're going to have tabloids writing about it. We're going to have a whole lot of shenanigans. I really do. Because on this season of Welcome to Plathville, Kim and Barry are getting divorced after 20-something years. Kim was arrested for DUI. Sadly, Olivia Plath's brother passed away, one of her brothers. Now, that was after they had wrapped filming, but I wouldn't be surprised if we see something towards the end about that. Ethan and Olivia seem to be at odds still. I mean, this is years of going on with their marriage. 
Now, Micah and Mariah, I mean, people are mostly concerned about Mariah Plath, that she is really never recovered, is the feeling that a lot of people have from the breakup that she had with Max Kalschmidt. Now, we know what y'all are thinking. Max Kalschmidt, who in the hell? Okay, well, two seasons ago, he was the love of her life. Now, we all are young and have our hearts broken, right? But I think it is magnified when you are in a very religious, sheltered environment and you feel like, you know, and you, you get married young, right? Kim and Barry got married like early 20s. Obviously, Ethan and Olivia got married. Um, I, I don't even think they were 21 yet. They're heading towards 30, but, you know. So for Mariah, I thought, you know, because Max Kulschmidt has been on this podcast, I will actually re-air the interview because he confesses to cheating on her, um, goes into more detail about what happened. And I got a lot of shit for that interview. So wait till you hear it. I get a ton of shit because I felt in the moment, being somebody older who has more life experience, who's been cheated on, who's cheated on people. Like, I'm not proud to admit that, but sorry, I have hot pants. So, you know, I've been on both ends of that spectrum. And I felt in the interview, he was really beating himself up. Like, and I just said to him, you know, it's okay. Like, you've made a mistake. You know, you have to take care of your health. You, you've you talked to Kim and Barry. He said that he talked to Kim and Barry, tried to make it right. Mariah, like, wants nothing to do with him. I'm not sure if Mariah Plath will come on this show actually after that, but who knows? You never know. Everybody should speak their truth. But people thought I was too empathetic to him. You know, I don't really give a shit what people think, quite honestly. I really don't. Uh, you know, people are humans. They're going to make mistakes. And when they come on my show, it's a free space to speak your truth. Doesn't mean the audience has to believe you. Doesn't mean everybody has to like you. Um, but I, I really, it's hard for me to dislike people because there's so many factors that make up how a person behaves. There just are. It's just never black and white. Like life is operated in the gray. I'll reissue the Max Kalschmidt because people love that interview. So last night we see, um, you know, we really see the beginning of now the end of Micah and Mariah having a relationship with Olivia. They seem to be waking up to the fact, and this all stems from, uh, you know, I can't, oh, oh, it was the season finale, thank you, of season four of Welcome to Plathville, where Olivia said, I'm, you know, I'm basically going to tell the truth, which was that Kim used Ethan's name, racked up credit card debt, you know, got everybody in financial trouble. And here, you know, and that, that was a big part of why Olivia, she and Olivia have problems and they have problems with Kim. Like it was a lot more than just Kim's religious beliefs. So set the scene, you know, and Mariah seems to be sort of living this like, you know, um, I don't know, uh, she's like sort of rebelling against them. So it's going to be very interesting to see how it all plays out. I will be doing probably extra podcast episodes to do a deep dive into Welcome to Plathville. Welcome to Plathville is how I became a TLC fan. I never watched TLC shows until I tuned into them I stumbled upon it. I just stumbled upon it. Like I saw a preview for this family where the kids had never drank Coca-Cola. I mean, this was like 
2020 or 2019. They'd never used an iPhone or seen a cell phone. They'd never like been to Disney World. I don't even know if they knew what Disney World was. They lived in this on this farm in Georgia. They never watched television. They had never seen like any like MTV shows. <laughs> I'm like, how does somebody live like this in 2019? I was so fascinated. And they're all beautiful. They're all hot. Sorry, Kim's very attractive as well. Barry is now a zaddy. Barry went from, like, if we could just get him out of those round glasses and pop some contacts in, like, dude is on and popping. So I'll do a deeper dive. But they're back, and I do think this is going to be an amazing season. Now, um, I teased this that Drake had slid in to another 90-day fiancé's DMs. All right. Let me backtrack. Drake, two years ago, slid into Chantel from the family Chantel's DMs, okay? Drake tried to shoot his shot. Now, did he ever, like, was there ever an exchange? Did they ever go out on a date? We have not seen because the family Chantel is coming back. Chantel and obviously Pedro are done. So we're going to see their divorce play out now who they're dating. And there's been tons of rumors. But that show has been very slow to come back. In fact, we're due a season or an update. So... I'm very curious what's going on, and hopefully they address the Drake rumor. All right. That we know for a fact, like he slid into her DMs. Then, now, he has got Drake this week, commented on a video of Gino and Jasmine from 90 Day Fiance before the 90 Days, and he basically says, traumatic to observe their fighting, okay? So, he, I, I made it sound like he, like, slid in Jasmine's DMs. No. And... I don't know why this is so terrible. I need to have Jasmine and Gino on my show. Um, and and she's very proud of all her plastic surgery. I just, I think because it's maybe hasn't totally healed or settled, but it really is so bothersome to me. I don't know. She was just so beautiful without the plastic surgery. And I love plastic surgery. I do. Like, I'm probably going to get a facelift. I guess I'll probably end up looking like her. But I just, I, oh, the way to, like, the, when you watch it, it's so... It's just so hard to watch, I think, the plastic surgery. I don't know why. I just, it doesn't look good. Sorry. I don't know. I want them to come on my show. They probably won't now. So he basically wrote on a video of them, traumatic to watch. Gino and Jasmine are still together. People are like, oh, it's over for good after this week's, it's not. I can guarantee you they are 100% still together. Um, There are reports that she is pregnant with his child. I don't believe those are true. I've not heard that to be confirmed at all. Um, But they're 100% together. I think they, that, what you see of their relationship is one, put on extra for TV and two is probably I think they love like the fighting and when he can like have an erection, they love like the makeup sex. People also ask me, Sarah, what other celebrities watch 90 Day Fiance? Because Drake loves the 90 Day Fiance franchise. Well, I put together a list for you. Rihanna. Rihanna slid in Angela Deem's DMs when one of Angela's grandkids sang Rihanna's monster song. Seth Rogen loves the shows. Lady Gaga, Amy Schumer loves the shows. And you know, Big Ed and Liz, who were on this pod, Big Ed says that Pete Davidson often talks about Big Ed in his stand-up comedy act. So there you go. Let's move on. Oh, let me thank a sponsor. And then let's talk Sister Wives update and then some more 90 Day before the 90 Day tea. Oh, And we'll talk Paul Steely and Karini. Ugh. 
I don't even really want to bring up their names, but I will touch on this because it was a big story. Um, let me thank Little Spoon. Um, moms, dads, grandparents listening to this show, Little Spoon is the most convenient, healthy way to feed your child. Little Spoon is a subscription box food service for kids. Now, it's from babies all the way up to your eight-year-old, nine-year-old because they have a couple of different sets of foods. So their baby blends are fresh organic baby food from single ingredients to multi-textured purees. Biteables transition table to early finger food meals. Plates, toddler and big kid meals that are free of junk and taste amazing. Smoothies, healthy snack time with organic smoothies in the form of a convenient pouch. Oh, they're so delicious. KJ loves the strawberry banana shake one. It's his favorite. Also, did I mention that it comes right to your door super flexible stores in the fridge or freezer easy pickup easy cleanup so 10 years ago I lost 60 pounds mindful eating and today I have kept the weight off I never think about food I never count calories honey I don't even use one of those darn trackers or apps I live with food freedom and I want that for you if you are ready and you want it and that's where my optimal body comes into play visit myoptimalbody.com to request an appointment and be sure to let them know that the Sarah Fraser show sent you so you can qualify for a free personalized assessment plus a bonus free 30-day supply of their gut repair product when you sign up for a customized plan. That is myoptimalbody.com to request an appointment. Why I wanted to partner with Dr. Applin is because he is a doctor that gets to the cellular and gut reason of why you can't lose weight and keep it off. They also work with your mental capacity as well. So many of us are emotional eaters. They address that and their clients see long-term success. If you are ready to lose weight, keep it off, and you don't want to do crazy Ozempic, myoptimalbody.com and tell them the Sarah Fraser Show sent you. Do you hear that? That is the sound of the brand new and delicious You Natural Conception for her in their juicy strawberry gummy flavored. Oh my, this is now my favorite thing to take. It's a fertility aid. If you haven't heard about them, they are unbelievable with thousands of five-star reviews on Amazon. Go and read them for yourself. And they're famous for their conception for her and conception for him formula, which Schman, my hubby, has been taking for over a month because it takes two to tango. Conception for her fertility aid is a well-researched baby. They have ingredients like ashwagandha, zinc, magnesium that can help you on that journey to have a healthy baby. So what are you waiting for? Go and order now. You're going to love it and I want to hear from you. Check out You Natural on Amazon and use code FRASER20 for 20% off Conception for Her, Conception for Him, and the Conception Bundle. That's EU Natural on Amazon or follow the link on our website for 20% off Conception for Her, Conception for Him, and the Conception Bundle with the promo code Fraser 20. That's F R A S E R. The number's 20. Hero Breads. Oh my gosh. Chef's Kiss. Do you love carbs? I'm obsessed. Give me a croissant. Give me a tortilla, baby, every day, slathered with some hummus. Yes, please. And then a lot of veggies, a little turkey burger in it. Okay. Um, that's my own proprietary sandwich. Thanks. <laughs> Hero Breads right now offering 10% off. Go to hero.com. Co. Enter the promo code TSFS. You are getting 10% off. Now, Hero Bread is so delicious and flavorful, soft, fluffy. In fact, so fluffy that KJ loves it slathered with butter and cinnamon every day. 
They're known for their products to have zero to one grams of net carbs, zero sugar, and high in fiber. So what are you waiting for? Don't give up being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use the code TSFS at checkout. That's TSFS at H-E-R-O dot C-O. Uh, easy and simple to also warm up. Let me give you the discount because you get 30% off. And let's just get to the discount because I love a deal. Make this year's back-to-school chaos a little more manageable with the time-saving and delicious healthy meals and snacks for kids that they will love. Go to littlespoon.com slash TSFS. Enter my code TSFS at checkout to get 30% off your first Little Spoon order. That's little, L-I-T-T-L-E-S-P-O-O-N.com slash TSFS. And enter my code TSFS for 30% off at checkout. I love me some Little Spoon. Buy them and then let me know what you think of the meals because KJ is loving them. Let's talk Karini and Paul Steely because I just brought them up. Who are they? You guys remember them from many seasons ago on 90 Day Fiance. She is from Brazil. They have two little boys together. They've lost custody now of their children for well over a year. Um, and a lot of people have reached out to me, you guys, like amazing listeners, and said, you know, are you helping Karini? She's had a GoFundMe. Do you know anything about it? I've sort of hung back because I don't know a lot about them. Um, I'm I, I'm really hanging back now because there's just so many rumors that Paul Steely and maybe Karini had something to do with it faked him being missing in Brazil this past week. She put up a post alleging that he was dead, that the boys, you know, he wasn't, the memories weren't all bad and the boys had a good father. And then lo and behold, there's this other woman who's involved that Karini says he's hanging out with. Isra is her name. And a couple of days later, he shows up. He's not missing at all. After his mother went on other podcasters and bloggers um, shows begging for help, I had DM'd Karini to go live. I said, you know, I think I have a huge network of people. If, Especially being from Washington, D.C., a lot of them work. A lot of you guys work for Department of Homeland Security, Department of Agriculture, Department of Defense. A lot of people work in government that could help find Paul. She never responded to that. She just, you know, I said, we're praying for you. And she said, thank you for the prayers or whatever. Um, I just, I don't believe them. I mean, Paul seems like, I'm not going to say much. I I want people to be as well as possible. Paul doesn't seem well to me. I mean that in a mental health type of way. It's like, it's like Josh Cedar, the bachelorette guy who you know, claim somebody hacked his social media. Like no one's fucking hacking your social media and putting up a death message that you're dead. Like you're doing that. It's just like that other girl who's like, um, I don't even, like I can't even, I don't even want to say these people's names because it's so fake. They're doing it for attention. And to be fair, nobody knows their names. Paul Steely, no one was talking about, no one would talk about him except for if in fact people thought he was dead in a Brazilian jungle. He's alive and well. That's all you need to know. His mom is like coming out and saying things. People that were friends of him, bloggers, are denouncing Paul. They want nothing to do with him. They think he's full of shit. Same with Josh Cedar. I've talked to some of Josh Cedar's very, you know, other popular podcasters who have been in touch with them. They've written him off. I mean, these people are desperate for fame, not mentally well, probably a combo of all of it. So that's all you need to know. 
And you're welcome to reach out to these people (laughs) on your own. You probably will get more info. Sister wives. Let's talk sister wives. Two big things were trending. One, at the end of sister wives on Sunday night's episode, when they tease Christmas coming up at Cody and Robin's home, there is a wall of artwork. Y'all, y'all go deep. I don't even hit pause on frame to frame on these shows, but people do. And on Reddit, there is an entire discussion that Robin and Cody, could they be hiding their cash they've made from this show? And of course, I'm sure he's cleaning up on Cameo. In Vladimir Kush artwork. I, honey, if Vladimir Kush came in here and kissed me on the lips, I wouldn't know who in the root tootin' boot scootin' fucking Vladimir Kush is. But apparently, he's a well-known Russian artist And he looks like a Salvador Dali painter. It looks very similar, okay? It's like weird. It's like a horse with its face a melting, all right? His paintings go anywhere from $5,000 to $25,000 or $30,000. People screenshotted that, and she probably has five. How do you all know that they're real, though? How do you know they're not prints? But people are having a whole discussion and debate that when people are going through divorces, They'll, I, I don't even think this works, though, that they'll purchase expensive art to keep their cash locked up in that. I mean, when you're going through a divorce, and, and Cody's only legally married to Robin. So with Janelle, with Christine, they could walk away. Like, I mean, unless they have some sort of, I don't know, prenuptial, postnuptial agreement. But a lot of people think that Robin and Cody are investing their money and hiding their cash in these Vladimir Kush um, paintings. Y'all don't miss a damn thing. Uh, McKelty, who is Christine's daughter, and a Plexius, Plexius tea, that very famous pink tea. I don't know who's buying that when people are on Wagovi, but sure. Another story has hit the um, headlines and the press that McKelty has now lost 75 pounds post having her children. Good for her. She credits Plexius T, but also being a busy mom, working out and prioritizing herself. So there you go. I, and they've also probably made a fortune on that Plexius T before Ozempic dropped. I'm not doing any of them. I don't think most people need them. You look great. You're 20 or 30 pounds heavier. It's the shit in our food. Hire a fabulous nutritionist. Start eliminating things in your body. I'm a big mindful eating proponent, though, because when we eat when we're not hungry, we're masking an emotion. And I just think there's going to be major side effects of a Zempic, Wagobi. I actually, I have people slide in my DMs all the time because I always say to people, try it. Try the Plexius tea. The minute you go off it, you're going to gain all the way back. But all right, let's try it. I've been there. I've done South Beach. I did um, laxatives. Now I, I like blew out my butthole, had an anal fissure from that. Try being anorexic. Atkins, I lost a lot of weight, gained it back. Weight Watchers twice failed that, gained it all back. But go for it. I always say go for it. But I have people slide in my DMs. They go, I just tried, um, I just had a woman slide in my DMs. She tried uh, Manjaro or Wagovi and ended up in the hospital. She was vomiting nonstop. You know, it's, there's no magic pill for the shit that's in our food and the toxic life that we live. But I always say try it. And Plexius is the same way. They're still promoting it. And Christine and McKelty have probably made a lot of money off it. Um, did we actually see a glimpse of David Woolley in Sunday night's Sister Wives episode? 
a lot of people think in that scene where Garrison is FaceTiming Christine to have him help her make her famous roles, that a guy comes in, a guy's shoulder comes into the scene with Christine, and people think it's David Woolley. I think it's Peyton. I went back and looked. It looks Peyton. It just, I think we'd see David Woolley's beard. We don't see that yet, but David Woolley is coming. The other big controversy from Sunday night is that same scene where people see the pictures, the Vladimir Kush pictures that could be worth $20,000 a piece. People see Ariel, Robin and Cody's daughter, who's probably about five or six years old with a pacifier in her mouth. And a lot of people feel like, why is she rocking a pacifier? Good question. I don't know. You know, my son's two and a half. He still has his passy and he loves it. And I like, it brings him so much joy. I don't know. I can't like take it away. I don't know. I don't know. I Sorry, I might side with Cody and Robin on this one. But people find it disturbing, horrifying. Everybody's disturbed about everything. Um, all right, one last thing too. Um, and then, of course, if you missed my recap and all the spoilers of Sunday night's Sister Wives episode, I'm dropping it at the end of this podcast. So stick around. I wanted to shout out on Last Resort, there's a sex therapist named Reba Corinne Thomas, also known in Washington, D.C. as Reba the Diva. She was a blowjob specialist, you guys. I took her blowjob class, and I have been married, I'll just say happily, for four years. I'll leave it there. (laughs) On my Patreon, which is $5 a month, and I don't even update it anymore, so I'm not even, like, encouraging you. I ought to actually release it on the regular one, but I got to go back and find it. If you want a blowjob tutorial course, it is up on my Patreon, and it is so good. It's so good. She gives a whole blowjob class. It is amazing. Amazing. Go to patreon.com slash the Sarah Fraser show. Reba the Diva. I wanted to shout her out though. She's now the official sex therapist for Last Resort and 90 Day Fiance. Everything originates from TSFS. That's all I'm going to say. You know, I swear. Andrea Lopez comedy. She's popped off. Irene Walton, who was here in, in Hollywood, famous for her focaccia. I mean, they all pop off here from TSFS. All right. Uh, I'm loving you and leaving you. I'm thinking of hiring somebody. Do you love 90 Day Fiance? Do you want to do a podcast? I'm thinking of hiring somebody under the Sarah Fraser umbrella to cover more shows because I haven't even been able to watch Last Resort for you guys. Been so busy. All right. I'm thinking about it. Maybe if you love it, contact me. The Sarah Fraser Show at gmail.com. Bye, everybody. Want your life back? Order Hungry Root. It's actually as simple as that. Truly, Hungry Root is the best meal kit service I have ever worked with because they have meals that take 12 minutes. Guys, if you are a busy mom like I am, KJ now just started swim lessons. And on the night that he has swim lessons, we're not home until six. I'm trying to make dinner, trying to get him rested and down for bedtime. When I see that number 12, and I know in 12 minutes I can have a healthy meal, I'm turned on. All right? You will be too. Hungry Roots website, so easy to use as well. You just go, you can type in a type of cuisine or if you like chicken, or you can do preset where you tell them you're vegetarian, keto, or you're a meat lover. Right now, get 40% off. My listeners are getting 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. Just go to HungryRoot.com slash TSFS and get 40% off your first delivery and get your free veggies. That's HungryRoot.com slash TSFS. Don't forget to use my link so they know who sent you and get 40% off right now and free veggies for life. 
The wait is over. That's right. Season five of The Kardashians is here. Just when you thought life couldn't get any faster, they're punching it up into overdrive. Chris, Courtney, Kim, Chloe, Kendall, and Kylie are back and continue to defy expectations in all their endeavors. So get ready to go behind the glitz and glamour of the most iconic family on television. The all-new season of The Kardashians premieres May 23rd, streaming on Hulu. How ironic! I love this. Got a new podcast for you to listen to. Yes, I do. It's the Dr. John Delaney Show. Schman and I were actually playing a clip from Dr. John's podcast because he was doing the topic of are youth travel sports ruining families? Well, Dr. John Delaney has over 20 years of sitting with families and dealing with hurting people and mental health issues. He has a PhD in counseling. Delaney walks alongside real people as they navigate tough decisions. And this is actually something that I really enjoy about his show. It's caller driven. I feel like I'm going to have to get a collar-driven show, Dr. John. I love this. Anyway, listen to the Dr. John Delani show wherever you get your podcast, or you can follow the link in the description of this podcast episode. I always make it very, very easy to find my sponsors and people that I partner with. So start downloading and listening today to the Dr. John Delani podcast. Enjoy. All right, everybody, a special edition episode of Sister Wives, season 18, episode three. Oh, my God. Can we believe we're three episodes in already to Sister Wives? Uh, Last night's episode, Throwing Stones in Glass Houses. Ooh, it was the fight we were waiting for. The beginning of the official end to Janelle and Cody. So last night's episode, and as always, my Monday special edition Sister Wives episodes, if you don't want spoiler alerts, this is not the episode for you because we talk about everything that has happened in the episode. So three major scenes last night. The first scene in the episode three was Cody meeting up with his guy friends to give him relationship advice. Now... True to Cody, um, the guys didn't really get a word in edgewise, especially the one guy he was sitting next to who was bald. Um, That dude, like, he didn't even say a peep. I'm not sure exactly why he was there. Like, you know, we could have used the microphone on someone else. Oh, wait a second. There was another scene where, ironically, in the number one reality show, because it is, although we'll see another episode in, Right now, Sister Wives Season 18 is the highest rated reality show on television, higher than any Housewife franchise, higher than any Summer House, or any Bravo series. They seem to not be able to give these guys mics. It seems as though lots of times they are shooting on their cell phone, and it really doesn't add effect. In fact, it's quite annoying um, because you cannot understand people in pivotal scenes, like the one with Cody and his guy friends. So it looked like maybe they were using a boom mic. A boom mic is when it's those mics you've seen in various scenes where they like, it's on a very long pole. They hold it up above the people and it's supposed to catch additional sound when your, you know, mic that they should have all been mic'd up on doesn't catch, but doesn't seem like they microphone anyone on a number one fucking reality show. Sorry, that drives me crazy. So look, I got to give credit to Christine. Christine was right. Cody said, oh, I'm going to go to therapy. Then instead of going to therapy, last night's opener, he sits down with three of his guy friends and he essentially says, you know, 
well, if I could do things differently with Christine, when she came to me at a moment years ago and she said, I hate polygamy, I hate a polygamy household. And of course, we know from Christine's side, that's because uh, Christine has been doing all the work. She essentially says in last night's episode that she is the head of her household has been for a long time because when the kids had issues or when she had issues, Cody was not there. He was with Robin and his children with Robin. And so therefore, Christine became the leader of her own family. Um, Cody says, you know, in hindsight, when she came to me and said that, I should have said, you know what, dear, I know how hard it is. I love you. I hear you. But instead, I just ignored her. Um, And yet, you know, the light bulb does not go off for Cody that... (laughs) You know, he's done that numerous times. Last night's episode, for you like OG fans, this isn't anything new, but last night's episode, I think, highlighted every narcissistic point that Cody has. Cody is probably the most outwardly narcissistic reality personality that you have on television. While many reality stars, I think you could argue in New Jersey or Salt Lake or Atlanta are narcissists, Cody's the most obvious one and probably the least self-aware. So he has this scene with his guy friends where, and he also says, and I feel like this is good foreshadowing. I'll be curious to see if you guys think it too. He says, I don't think I'm going to be upset if Christine finds someone. Now, of course, in real life, I, I do think they have a major issue. I know people come at me and they're like, Sarah, you're full of shit. You, you say this show is in trouble, but it's number one. It is number one. I just maybe it will continue to be, but I I don't see how they're going to continue to have this show. I mean, Cody is so unlikable. Robin is so unlikable. Um, I feel like they have to they have to have a spinoff at this point. They have to, and and eventually Sister Wives sails off into the sunset. I I just feel like where do you go with Cody? There's no self-awareness. I mean, I actually wonder, do you think TLC network pays these people to not go to therapy. I mean, I kind of wonder that. I almost wonder if they're like, you know what? Go to therapy after season 22, you know? (laughs) Because the fights that these guys have are so, uh, to me, these are almost fights that a lot of people, I feel like, have prior to being married. They all did get married. They've been all married for like over 20-something years. So they were all a lot younger then. But they, they just seem like such juvenile fights They seem like even Janelle, I mean, even I'm kind of I was kind of shocked with that scene with Janelle where they they have the huge fight Um, because I would think after all these years and I I know I think Janelle just wants to stand up for herself and get her point in. But, you know, they don't hear each other at all. They don't hear each other. I'm surprised that Janelle hasn't tried like a different way to get through to a narcissist or even address the elephant in the room that this man's a narcissist. I'm getting help to deal with it. That's what I'm saying. I just think TLC pays them to not have therapy or maybe not mention they're in therapy because these things seem quite obvious, I think, to us, the audience. So we go through that friend meeting with the guys where he's like bonding with them instead of actually going to real therapy. Uh, They call it Testosterone Tuesdays. At least that's what um, Janelle says that they used to call it when Cody would have his dude time. Um... And so he he has that moment. He, he seems like he's trying to work through his anger with Christine, although we know, you know, um, that's probably not going to happen. Um, 
you know, Robin describes him in last night's episode as being on the Cody coaster. One minute he's okay, then he's angry, then he's lost, then he's back to being fine. Um, so they're giving him his due time testosterone Tuesdays where Cody goes and bonds with the guys. Um, and a lot of people feel in that coming up, you know, the next scene we see, part two of last night's episode is the infamous Janelle scene where they are at her apartment and they're trying to resolve what they're going to do for the Christmas holiday. I thought this was going to be saved till the end. Interestingly enough, they did not. Um, it's the middle of the show and it's most of last night's show. A lot of people think that Cody is trying to go for an Emmy here. I don't know what the reality show equivalent of an Emmy is, um, but he was very dramatic in everything he did in his drinking of his tea, of the water, of the, oh, he said gaslight a hundred times that Janelle was gaslighting him. Um, And, you know, and this is where I feel like it is a little weird because he reversed it too late, right? But we know that Janelle and Christine's kids are not going to spend the Christmas holiday with Robin and Cody and the entire family because Cody wanted an apology from his sons with Janelle over their, you know, what Cody considers flippant behavior during COVID, that they went out with their friends, they chose to go out, and it's like, yeah, they're not in the group that was affected by COVID and um, a lot of 20 year olds were doing that. And now in hindsight, we realize like, yeah, you should, you know, get the vaccine if you want it. If you don't, don't get it. So, but fine. That was obviously his thing. And at the last minute, he changes his mind and says he doesn't want an apology from the boys. He just wants a conversation, but he won't reach out to them. I agree with Christine, although I just felt like, or sorry, Janelle, I just felt like that argument, it got so bogged down in Janelle being like, you want an apology from them. And then he did say he changed his mind and he doesn't. So it's like, is Janelle not hearing him or is Janelle still stuck on the apology at all? Like it's, it's almost frustrating that these people don't have some sort of mediator because there just never gets to be any resolution. And I don't know about you guys, but I'm like, how many more seasons can we watch them all fight and nobody have a moment of like breakthrough, you know? I mean, maybe we're going to get breakthrough at the end of this season. It just certainly doesn't seem like it from online. It's online. We know Christine, I mean, Christine's engaged, has moved in with David Woolley. They bought like a brand new house. They're like building a house, everything. I mean, Janelle, I don't know what Janelle's going to do. I, I mean, that part to me was one of the most interesting parts of last night was when Janelle realizes when Cody walks out that door, um, you know, when they, they have a huge fight on her sofa, they can't come to any resolution. Uh, Janelle and her boys and kids are not going to go see Cody. Um, Cody feels like he's being gaslit the whole time. Janelle's like, you've called me names over the years. You've made it ridiculous. Um, you know, Cody's trying to throw it back on her. I mean, he has no self-awareness whatsoever. Um, when he leaves, you know, you're like, you, you rec- she recognizes that this is the end, right? Because she's talking about Coyote Pass, that her money is tied up in Coyote Pass. And it sounds like Janelle has made a, a lot of payments towards the mortgage of Coyote Pass because they had a mortgage on it to save it. And she's like, what am I going to do? I'm really screwed. And she's like, I could talk to a couple of people like Christine. I'm like, how about a lawyer? Like, I mean, <laughs> like, why aren't we seeing the scenes of them like of Janelle secretly calling an attorney? 
I also, does anybody else, I want documentation. Janelle says to Cody in their big fight together, you haven't called me in 10 days. I don't you want to see, like, I almost want to see, that's where I'd be fine with if she used her cell phone or they used shitty cameras on this number one reality show. I would like to see day after day. Does Cody really never text his wife? Never calls? Like that I actually want to see documented. Because right now, it's her word against his. Now I do I do believe Janelle over Cody, to be honest. But I'm like, let's see how lack, like I want to see it documented, his lack of interest. I also thought it was very interesting in that scene. After he leaves, they basically tell each other to fuck themselves and he leaves. She goes, all right, camera's down. Now, that's interesting to me. I mean, has the Brown family after 18 seasons, I mean, have they negotiated? Are they like the like Chris Jenner? I mean, Chris Jenner helps edit the Kardashians. I mean, you see what Chris and Kim want you to see. So is that where the Brown family's at? In one way, great. Good for them. In the other way, I go back to, I feel like this entire season, there's nobody likable. I mean, Janelle and Christine are very likable. But there's nothing humorous about this show. There's nothing. It's just, it's very intense. It's hard to watch. It's a little bit boring. Everybody was bored with episode two with the Aurora ear piercing. People are like, if this is all we're going to get, how is this a show? And here we are, a few most interesting moments would have been Janelle reflecting on that fight, but she said cameras down. They turned cameras down. Now, a lot of people are also saying they didn't anticipate that fight to be as intense as it was between Cody and um, Janelle. So, I mean, I thought it was intense. I didn't think it was like Real Housewives. I'm throwing a, you know, a glass of wine in your face. I mean, that would have been intense. That would have been real intense. Um, Also in that scene, does it look like Cody's wearing a Rolex watch? (sighs) That's neither here nor there. Everybody's entitled to a Rolex. But I just was like, hmm. Because, you know, that goes to the whole thing where Gwendolyn on her YouTube, her subscription-only YouTube, says that they're like, Robin and Cody are terrible with money. And I'm like, is dude wearing... A $14,000 watch? Mm. Mm. But I, I swear, I think that they pay him to not go to therapy. Uh, okay, let me thank a quick sponsor, and then we'll get into the third scene, which was Mary and Robin. And that was also a really interesting scene because Robin seems like she dropped a big hint that she does not really want to have Christmas with the other kids. Uh, Little Spoon. You guys, thank you for listening to this episode. It is brought to you by Little Spoon. I love when you frequent my sponsors. This is my full-time gig, and every time you buy from one of my sponsors, you help me and the show immensely so I can continue to give you free content nonstop. Um, Little Spoon is a food subscription service for babies all the way to young kids, all the way up to eight, nine-year-olds, and the food is delivered to your house. I'm a huge subscription box fan when it comes to meal prep because it saves you so much time. And the thing about Little Spoon is it's affordable and also it you know where the source of the food comes from. A lot of it's organic, it's healthy. They have different stages, baby blends, 
or fresh organic baby food for single ingredients to multi-textured purees, biteables or transition to table early finger food meals, plates or toddler and big kid meals that are free of junk and taste amazing and think like chicken nuggets and adventurous eats like potstickers, gnocchi and more. Did I mention it all comes right to your door? So flexible, so easy. Everything stores right in the fridge and freezer. I pick the menu and change up what I order every time. The price is right and the quality is unmatched. I love it. My kids love it. The grandparents love it too. It's a huge win-win for your family and of course mine. KJ gets the smoothies. He gets the subscription and loves it. Here's the deal. Make this year's back-to-school chaos a little bit more manageable with time-saving, delicious, and healthy meals and snacks your kids will love. Go to littlespoon.com slash TSFS and enter my code TSFS at checkout to get 30% off your first order. Little Spoon. L-I-T-T-L-E-S-P-O-O-N dot com slash T-S-F-S. Enter code T-S-F-S for 30% off at checkout. The third scene of last night's episode, Glass Houses, was Cody at Robin's house with Mary discussing what they're going to do for Christmas. Um, Again, this show is like so behind the main timeline. This was last Christmas, Christmas of 2022. Y'all, we are now in September of 2023. Again, for number one show, I feel like, uh, I just feel like they're so far behind. I'm not sure how you guys are feeling. Are you still feeling like watching? A lot of people, I'm getting messages that people are like, God, season 14, 15, 16 were so much better. It's jumped the shark. They're so far behind. I know what's happening in the tabloids with this show. I agree. I agree. Maybe because I follow it for a living, it's it's hard to watch because this seems so behind. But we're going to see them celebrate Christmas on episode four. And the final scene is them talking about who's going to be invited. And we know for years that Mary did the Christmas Eve. Mary would make the kids homemade pajamas before there was like 24 of them. Um, She would always have them over to her house. Like Mary found so much joy in it. And now there's not a lot of joy because nobody is really getting along. And a lot of the kids don't have a relationship really with Cody. So Mary's like, I'm not really sure who to invite to Robin and Cody. Should I invite everybody? I don't think I'm going to invite everyone because you guys aren't speaking. And Robin quickly jumps in and goes, no, no, I, I, I don't think that would be a good idea. And then they go to the confessional and Robin says, I don't think it would be a good idea because it's it, it could blow up into a big fight and that wouldn't be right. And it's like, Robin, maybe you guys need a big fight. Kind of seems like you do. Maybe if you all got in one room and really talked, like you guys could just like have it out and things would be a little bit better. Am I wrong? So uh, people always say to me, you know, Robin's so manipulative. That was like kind of the first moment for me. I was like, mm, that seems a little like because you would think that Robin would jump in with these women that she has been sister wives with for 20 years, two decades. She'd be calling them up. And I guess I want to see more of that. Is Robin calling them up or no? Now, obviously, Robin has a bit of a relationship with Mary. Mary's sort of their last ally, which is interesting because we know last season, Cody said flat out, I'm not attracted to Mary. I, I wouldn't. I don't even really consider her a wife. Thanks. Uh, but Mary is stuck around. Although Mary's having this beautiful resurgence on TikTok. She's on TikTok listening to Mel Robbins and like loving her life. So, okay, Mary, like get it, Mayor. She ain't even really part of the family anymore either. So, of course, we know that split is going to be coming. But for now, 
we see them trying to work it out and we know that Janelle and Christine are going to have their own Christmas in their Airbnb and we are teased as to next episode. Dun, dun, dun. Will any of those kids from Janelle Christine's camp actually see Robin and Cody? And I think the answer is probably going to be no. Again, I just want to get more into the nitty gritty of this. I really do. I feel like I know they're trying to keep it civil, but your kids are all adults. You guys are already headed for divorce. Like, when are we going to get down to the nitty-gritty nasty? Just me. I want the nitty-gritty nasty. Um, So I kind of – I thought episode two was a lot better. I thought it was a lot more intense. The fight that we were all waiting for last night, it was – that was good. That was good. Um, I thought, you know, Janelle got a lot of punches in there. And I just, you can't get a word in with Cody edgewise, being such a narcissist. That's like the hard part. I'm like, are we going to continue to see these fights? (sighs) Y'all were right. I do think Christine and Janelle are getting that (laughs) spinoff. I was wrong. I was wrong. Um, What did you think of last night's episode? You can always join the conversation on my TikTok at the Sarah Fraser Show, on my Instagram at the Sarah Fraser Show. Did anything else stick out to you last night? There were some really good. um, The Cody Coaster was such a good line. Um, Cody loves to give the analogy of being stabbed, a knife in the kidneys, Christine leaving a knife to the heart. I mean, he really loves to give a lot of analogies of things stabbing him, um, which I think plays into why he always wants you to feel like he's the victim. And it's it's the irony is, right, nobody thinks he's the victim. Like, nobody thinks he's the victim. And now he teases, you know, for episode four, he's like, people already think I'm evil, and maybe I ought to become the evil villain they think I am. And it's like, dude, you are. Cody loves him some TV time. But how much longer? I mean, are people going to watch that? I guess they are because they're going to audition more sister wives. So could we see other women in the mix? And what would that be like? All right. uh, Brand new episode, guys. Tomorrow on the Sarah Fraser Show, David Yontif from Behind the Velvet Rope. I team up with him twice a week. Sadly, he and Kim D from Real Housewives of New Jersey, former cast member, they are no longer podcasting together. There's been huge drama with their split because they were together for a long time. They had a very thriving Patreon. And people have come for me and they've said, is David paying you? You are so talented. What is David doing? Is he paying you? I'm doing a special episode tomorrow about David Yontif. Uh, does he pay me? And what my relationship has been like because um, he and Kim D, have, they've both shared their truth and now I'm getting dragged into it. So that's tomorrow. Bye, everybody. Bye.